helpful uh, for you to uh, do a little study with that. And uh, I, I took out... <clears throat> so you didn't bring the one from the house? I forgot it, but I can give this to somebody who needs it. Okay, I think we're good. Okay. Yeah. Do you need another one? I know your wife. Well, your wife's got the PDF. So, okay. So, um, <clears throat> so there was. I think there was 15 pages uh, total, and I combed through and took out the ones where man. This is this is fascinating. Where man was showing loving kindness to another person. And what that means is, is that God does expect mankind to show loving kindness to other people because He is showing loving kindness to us. And I didn't give you those references, but there were several references where God actually judged a man because He did not show loving kindness to someone else. And I think that's uh, very, very significant and definitely worthy of more study if you would like to uh, do that. Also, as I was going through these passages, I really came to a deep spiritual sense in my spirit that there's more than just covenant loyalty involved in God's loving kindness. I think, I think that's a good definition, but I think it's probably simplistic uh, when it comes to the Lord's showing His loving kindness to us. Covenant loyalty would certainly be a part of it, if not a major part of it. And, and then I asked myself, as I was looking through all these passages, I asked myself, well, what would be the New Testament equivalent to Hased, God's loving kindness? What do you what do you think the New Testament equivalent might be? And I don't I don't have a concrete answer to that. I just have speculation. Mercy? Love? Mercy? I think mercy might be good. I, I thought love. You know, God is love. And, um, you know, God is not compartmentalized in who He is. We, we can, like, be angry unrighteously and yet outwardly show a form of kindness that's called hypocrisy. But when God shows loving kindness, it's His whole being. He's showing loving kindness at the same time showing mercy, at the same time showing patience. That's who He is. It's always streaming out from Him. And loving kindness is part of his goodness. And if you remember, Moses asked to see the glory of God. And God said, you can't see me. No man can see me and live. But I will proclaim my goodness. So when we're talking about the glory of God, we're talking about the goodness of God. And then when he proclaims his goodness, part of what he proclaims is that he is the Lord, the Lord God, full of loving kindness and truth or faithfulness. And so loving kindness and 
faithfulness or truth is part of his goodness that he shows to people. And so <clears throat> perhaps it, it is his mercy. I do think that uh, more work could be done along these lines, and I'm going to leave that with you. Uh, we'll be done with our little uh, exhortation on this uh, tonight. So let's, let's read Psalm 92. I'm just going to look at uh, four sections and passages uh, for us tonight for our consideration. Psalm 92, and we'll reread uh, what we've read for the past two weeks. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness by night with the ten-street lute and with the harp and with resounding music upon the lyre. And of course, just to reemphasize something we've already spoken, you'll notice in verse 1 that these verses are signaling to us what is good in the sight of God. If we want to know what goodness is, an aspect of that is expressed in thankfulness and psalms. It is good to give what? Thanks. That is what is good. And if a man is not a man of thanksgiving to the Lord, he is not a good man. And of course, we could turn to Romans chapter 1 and see that <clears throat> that is where it all began, that man was not thankful and his foolish heart became darkened because of that. But it's also good to sing praises to God's name, to who He is, O Most High. And then if we have the ability, and we can play upon a stringed instrument, in a right manner, it would be good to even utilize stringed instruments to express what? Gratitude, Gratitude and psalmetry to the Lord for His name. Those things would be good also. And so this is what goodness looks like. It begins with our gratitude. And isn't it a battle, brethren, to maintain a thankful heart? The world is always pouring water on that fire. But thanks be to God, the Holy Spirit is always putting, <clears throat> flaming the coals behind the scenes. And so when we actually walk in ingratitude, we are in danger of not walking in the fullness of the Spirit. Now last week we took a look at God's faithfulness, declaring gratitude and singing thankfulness to the Lord for God's faithfulness at what time of the day? In the night. And of course, we express that by right before you go to bed to remember His faithfulness. But it also means that if you happen to wake up in the middle of the night, Remember His what? His faithfulness. And so, 
And I gave you those verses last week. Now I want us to turn to the book of Lamentations chapter 3. We turn to Lamentations both the first week in which we looked at this and the last week. We made mention of Lamentations chapter 3 verses 21 and 22. And I want to extend our reading here a little bit to cover another passage in which Jeremiah mentions God's loving kindness. And I think this would be a real encouragement to us. Lamentations 3, verse 19. Remember my affliction and my wandering, the wormwood and bitterness. So this is what's happening in his soul. Verse 20. Surely my soul remembers and is bowed down within me. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning, and that agrees with Psalm 92, doesn't it? They are new every morning, Great is your faithfulness. And of course, we may mention that it's not like God turns off His loving kindness when you go to sleep. His loving kindness is always streaming. It never fails. It never stops. It never ceases. The reason why they're new in the morning is because we what? We wake up to embrace the newness of another day. And so they are new every morning. And of course what Jeremiah is doing is he's really encouraging himself because darkness has just devastated the city of Jerusalem and Judah. They're in dark days. They're under the judgment of God. And Jeremiah remembers the Lord's loving kindnesses. Verse 23 again. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I have hope in Him. The Lord is, what does it say? Good. Good. Everybody see that? The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the person who seeks Him. Verse 26. It is what? It's good that he waits silently. We could complain, couldn't we? Jeremiah could complain. But he remembers the loving kindnesses of the Lord. It is good that he waits silently for the salvation of God. It is good for a man that he should bear the yoke when? In his youth. It's good for a young person to experience trouble. Why would it be good? So that he will learn to endure and he will learn to see the loving kindnesses of the Lord and that the Lord is his portion. Everybody see that? Verse 28. 
let him sit alone and be silent. Since he, that is the Lord, has laid it on him. Everybody see that? Verse 29. Let him put his mouth in the dust. Perhaps there is hope. Let him, the one who God put the yoke upon him, let him give his cheek to the smiter. Let him be filled with what? Reproach. Now, of course, who is that applicable to? Christ. He gave His cheek to the smiter, did He not? Isaiah said. He allowed Himself to be filled with reproach and shame. And He was, he was in His youth, wasn't He? <coughs> Let Him give His cheek to the smiter. Let Him be filled with reproach. Why? Verse 31, For the Lord will not reject forever. Everybody see that? Why will the Lord not reject forever? Because His loving kindnesses never cease. Right? Now note verse 32, For if He causes grief... Has the Lord ever caused you grief? For if He causes grief, then He will have what? Compassion according to His abundant loving kindnesses. Everybody see that? So you see the circle there. It's like a bookend. Jeremiah is under great distress. And he's looking at the city of Jerusalem and his heart is depressed. He is sorrowful and grieved. His darkness is in his soul. But this is what he recalls to his mind. That God's loving kindnesses never cease. And that it is good for us to bear the yoke, the yoke of grief, in our youth, and we need to guard our speech. And if the Lord causes the grief, what do we know is going to happen next? He will have compassion, will have compassion according to His abundant loving kindnesses. Isn't that encouraging? And this is how Jeremiah is encouraging himself. And he wrote it down to encourage us. That is a fantastic passage. And folks, that passage you can pray in the morning. You ever woke up grieved? We call it right waking up on the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> Well, call to your mind. And folks, this is exactly what James wrote. James wrote in James 5, Consider Job. 
you have seen the mercies of the Lord? That He is good? Folks, did Job experience grief? And what happened at the end? God showed him what? God showed him loving kindness. Everybody see that? And folks, we, we on our pilgrim pathway are going to experience deep grief. And you could literally die in the Lord in that state. But I want to assure you that the Lord will be debtor to no man. And when you stand before Him, He will show His loving kindness and mercies to you. Some people receive their loving kindnesses as a reward in this life. Some in the what? In the next. But you will be rewarded. And it will be an expression of God's goodness to you through Jesus Christ. That is encouraging. So let's turn back to the Psalms. And I want to look at two Psalms. So let's turn to Psalm 118. Now when I mention Psalm 118, immediately your mind should remember that this is the passage about the gate of the Lord and who can enter into that gate. And he says... The stone, verse 22, the stone which the builders rejected have become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made, the day of His resurrection. Let us rejoice and be what? And be glad in it. Everybody see that? So there, there's the central thrust of this psalm. But look at how it begins. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is what? He is good. For His loving kindness is everlasting. Oh, let Israel say, His loving kindness is everlasting. Oh, let the house of Aaron say, His loving kindness is everlasting. Oh, let those who fear the Lord say, guess what? His loving kindness is what? Everlasting. Everybody see that? You have the whole nation. You have the Mosaic priesthood. And then you have those who fear the Lord, which would include who? Which would include us. We know that from the New Testament. And what are we to be saying? His loving kindness is forever. Now folks, it is on that point that you and I are tempted to declare 
that God is not good. Folks, we're tempted every day in our circumstances, some little, some much. It's according to His judgments. That in our heart, we would never, we would never, like we would never say to one another, God's not good. But remember Asaph in Psalm 73, he was tempted with this. And we're tempted with this. And it shouldn't surprise us that we're tempted with this because this is what the serpent told Adam and Eve. God is not good. He is withholding something from you. And folks, our circumstances can be to the place, and I've actually, I've actually had these thoughts arise in my own heart by my wicked flesh. To say, well, God, you're not being good to me. The antidote is the Lord's loving kindness is everlasting. everlasting. It never stops. It never ceases. He's never not good. Everybody see that? And it glorifies Him when we give thanks to the Lord for He is good. Because lost people don't do that. And so you go down through here. Verse 9. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Don't we know that? But I want, to look, I want us to look at the last verse. Because the last verse bookends what I just read. Give thanks to the Lord for He is what? Good. For His loving kindness is everlasting. Everybody see that? That's a great psalm. You could actually take that psalm and give thanks to the Lord for it because you have an understanding of that psalm. That when, verse 19, the gates of righteousness are opened and I shall enter through them and give thanks to the Lord, this is the gate of the Lord and the righteous will come in. I will give thanks to you for you have answered me. You have become my salvation. This is for the man Jesus Christ and for those who are in him. He's the one that went through that gate, did he not? And so we have an expression of his loving kindness. Let's turn to our last passage. Psalm 136. You might have actually thought of this psalm. This psalm sets itself up very good for what we call responsive reading. Responsive reading is when someone reads a verse and then what happens? the whole congregation responds. And you will notice that there is a refrain 
26 times in this psalm. What is it? <laughs> His loving kindness is everlasting. Have you, have you noticed that verse before? So, as we conclude here, and as I challenge you, to remember the Lord's loving kindness when you wake up in the morning. And declare that He is good. You say, but my heart is sad. My soul is cut to the bone. My heart is full of darkness and sorrow and tears. Alright? But this I recall to mind. Put an index card next to your bed. This I recall to mind. That the Lord's loving kindnesses never what? They never fail. They never cease. And seek to engage your heart so that in the midst of the burden of the sorrow, there can be a flicker of hope. And that flicker will let you know that though He has laid upon you grief, then He will show His love and kindness to you. So let's read Psalm 136. And I'm going to read it, and you're going to read Let's all read the refrain. Okay? And then we'll be done. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to the God of gods, for His loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for His loving kindness is everlasting. To Him who alone does great wonders, for His loving kindness is everlasting. To him who made the heavens with skill, for his loving kindness is everlasting. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his loving kindness is everlasting. To him who made the great lights, for his loving kindness is everlasting. The sun to rule by day, for his loving kindness is everlasting the moon and stars to rule by night, for His loving kindness is everlasting. To Him who smote the Egyptians and their firstborn, for His loving kindness is everlasting, and brought Israel out from their midst, for His loving kindness is everlasting, with a strong hand and an outstretched arm for His loving kindness is everlasting. To Him who divided the Red Sea asunder, for His loving kindness is everlasting, and made Israel pass through the midst of it, for His loving kindness is everlasting. But He overthrew Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea, for His loving kindness is everlasting. 
to him who led his people through the wilderness, for his loving kindness is everlasting. To him who smote great kings, for his loving kindness is everlasting, and slew mighty kings, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his loving kindness is everlasting. And Og, king of Bashan, for his loving kindness is everlasting. And gave their land as a heritage, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Even a heritage to Israel, his servant, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Who remembered us in our low estate, for his loving kindness is everlasting and has rescued us from our adversaries, for his loving kindness is everlasting, who gives food to all flesh, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to the God of heaven, for his loving kindness is everlasting. All right, did you get the point? Even in God's judgment, His loving kindness is everlasting. So let's go to our Lord in prayer.